welcome back to the Mind Body Soul Stuff podcast. Today I am going to be touching on a subject that I recently posted on my Instagram stories about protection and cleansing. I had a lot of you guys reach out to me wanting more on this sort of stuff and I can totally understand why. So this is really great for anybody who's a practitioner or a therapist or a healer or anyone that works with people is surrounded by a lot of people so also people that are just uh, sensitive or empaths so tend to take on people's energies really easily um, feel very drained after spending time with people or or cert- or certain people people who live in cities and live amongst loads of people or are exposed to loads of people all the time and people who generally just feel sensitive to the energy of their surroundings um, whose energies are easily influenced by their environment and I kind of learned this a little bit the hard way with energy and growing up so sensitive and such an empath and I did a um, episode on this a few a few sessions down uh, you can find it on the playlist somewhere there about being sensitive and being an empath and how it's it's such an incredible gift because it really teaches us we become if we tune into it we become so conscious and aware and we're able to use it as a gift it's it's a very great way to be able to sense energy um, and sensing energy is, is, it's remarkable, really. We can tell so much of a person, of a situation, of an illness, of, of one's health, of um, a lot of sensitive people, a lot of empaths become healers through their own experiences. But it is very important that we put in what we need to um to protect and cleanse ourselves because it can make us feel unwell uh, we can fall ill we can feel drained we can feel tired so that's what I'm going to be delving into for today's topic thank you so much if you're tuning in again and if you're tuning in for the first time welcome my name is Lana I work in nutrition Reiki yoga you can find all of my work on lifespacehealing.com. I run different wellness events, pop-ups, uh, you can find everything up on there. Weekly, uh, I offer weekly meditations at Remind Studio on Monday evenings and weekly yoga. But yeah, you can find everything up on my website with links to my social, social channels, Instagram, and I love hearing from you all. I've been loving getting your responses and feedbacks from these posts. It's been an awesome opportunity to really create a community where we're able to share and speak and I am able to share from my experience and it's that beauty of open vulnerability, um, of open heart sharing that allows us to really connect to our truth, to ourselves, but also massively to others and I've created that podcast for this exact reason so that we recognize that we are never alone in our struggles, in our life stuff. And it's really about just talking about the things we seldom talk about, lifting the 
um, led off these so-called taboo subjects, uh, we're all human, we all feel, we all experience, and it's important that we, um, that we tell our stories and, and let others know it exists because that is how we feel less alone, more connected, more human. So here we are. <laughs> and um yeah I'm going to begin so I, if you didn't catch the stories I'm going to be repeating a little bit of the same stuff and these are going to include little rituals that we can partake in that really help with the cleansing and protecting so around two years ago or maybe just under two years ago um when I first started practicing Reiki I I remember specifically asking in the group I was taught in if protection was needed, as when I had received Reiki from a, a practitioner that I was seeing many years ago, she's this incredible Brazilian lady, she used to come to the house and she used to do Reiki with me and it was incredible an incredible experience, but she always used to tell me about how she'd cleanse and protect herself before and after. So when I was learning Reiki, I asked the uh, Reiki master the same question. What do we do? And we were taught that it wasn't necessary because Reiki is a protective light. So I started to practice and um, it was incredible. It was uh, a real remarkable eye-opening experience on just how powerful Reiki is, even though I still had my skepticism around it. And I realized through practicing that actually, wow, okay, this is real. And it's, it's energy, we can't see it. So it's natural that we question things and is this really real? And is this actually doing anything? And I recognized through practicing that it was just getting more and more real with each client in that from the very beginning stories of being in pain one night and then having no pain the other and um situations shifting for people's work um work experiences or uh, r- romantic relationships big things happening that were shifting and and then i started to develop a bit of psychic ability whereby when I would connect with the client in a Reiki session, whether it was distant or in person, and it was actually happening very strongly with distant Reiki, I started to be able to physically feel what the person was feeling. And I remember it first happening with a client I had in Italy and in Singapore. And uh, I would feel... With one client, I felt my entire body go into a state of anxiety. And I thought, gosh, why do I feel so anxious? And then I recognized it wasn't mine. I was like, this is not me. I haven't been anxious in eight years. I used to have debilitating anxiety and it hasn't happened. And all of a sudden, I'm in the middle of a treatment and my whole body is overridden with anxiety. And then I I would get a very clear understanding of things in my head. It was almost... It's almost like a voice. It's my voice, but it's it's my intuition. It's 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 kind of just straight away tells me something. I'm like, oh, okay. And actually, I would love, love, love 
to hear from any psychics out there listening to this because it still is a new experience for me that I'm exploring and I would love to hear your experiences and more guidance with this I would I'd love to learn more on this because I'm just um, learning through experience at the moment but I would love to hear from someone who is a clairvoyant and has these experiences uh, I think I would feel uh, it would feel very reassuring to me <laughs> um, so yeah I, I I'd be in the middle of a treatment and I'd, I'd take on their feelings and I'd be able to feel it and then this my voice my intuition and my mind would clearly state it's not you that's not you so it's like I'd get this message and I'd be like right okay it's not me it's the person and then it, within that treatment I also got a pounding headache never I never get headaches um it's not even a thing that I ever got when I was a child. I had loads of other different ailments, but they never came in the form of headaches. So I was, again, it was like, ow, my head. And then it was this voice of, it's not yours. And I just thought, wow, I'm really taking on a lot of this. And I was so aware of it through the treatment and I was connecting more and more deeply. Um, and then I was connecting to emotional things and seeing where there were blockages in the body and Bear in mind this client is in Italy, <laughs> so this is a distant Reiki session, and with my distant clients, I would then um, have feedback, so I'd have their numbers, so after the session, we would then message, um, and you know I'd ask how they were feeling, and I'd ask questions surrounding what came up for me, rather than divination of, you are anxious, or you are going to get really unwell. I I never receive messages like that, but as in, I, I don't like uh, divination as a practice of telling people, you know, what they are or what's to come. You never know what, you know, where you're really receiving information from and it can highly affect um, someone's um, outlook on their life or experience with themselves. So I more ask questions and a friend actually taught this to me. I, I met up with a friend shortly after and I said, you know, what what do you do when you get messages like that? Do you tell them? And he simply said, ask the question, don't tell them, ask it and see if it is true to them. And if it's true to them, they'll take it on board. If not, then they'll dismiss it. So I simply asked, you know, have, do, you know, do you suffer with anxiety? She said, yes, my entire life really bad. I thought, right, okay. Um, do you have any headaches? She said, oh, in the last week, they've been terrible. I said, okay. And, you know, it kind of went on like that. And then I said, how are you feeling now? She's like, great. And I was like, great, I'm not. Um, I didn't say that, obviously, but I was like, okay, interesting. Um, I was really glad that she was feeling great. And I thought, wow, I've taken it all on. And I didn't really know what to do with myself. I didn't do anything with myself. I just let the day carry on. Um, another client that I had also distant, um, based in Singapore, I, I remember, I think one of the first or second times I connected with her, um, I put my hands and I had a very deep connection with this client many a times. And I remember doing the distant Reiki, um, when I had move so if you're a reiki practitioner you'd understand so when we do distant reiki we're still doing the hands on sort of treatment obviously the person's not there so we're visualizing it a lot more so when i had my hands over what would have been the client's eyes i all of a sudden felt tears and i had this really strong visualization 
um, pretty much five minutes into starting the session that the client was crying. And it was so strong and I could feel it in my heart. I could feel the grief in my heart and I could see the tears. And I started to, with the visualization, with my energy, um, immediately I felt to put in some mothering, nurturing energy. So I was focusing on that. And then I felt my hands physically become wet from the tears. <laughs> and I know this might sound absolutely insanely crazy. Trust me, it was insanely crazy to myself. These were my first experiences of any kind of clairvoyance or psychicness. And I I felt them so strongly. Um, I felt, felt my hands sort of wet with these... Uh, beautiful lady's tears and I thought wow and I carried on and I carried on connecting so deeply and I felt many things through many sessions um <coughs> with her to do with you know um specific people in her life or relationship with mother aspect or mother archetype and so it was really um apparent that I was really connecting energetically with these and taking on energy but I had no idea what to do I would just carry on with my day after no like cleansing or protecting because I didn't think that I needed to as as I was taught I thought okay but Reiki is protective already in itself even though I remember having a practitioner who always went through a ritual of it and at this stage I wasn't feeling so unwell that it affected me but I was very aware I was absorbing these energies and I know from a young age I've always been very sensitive to energy um, people walk into room I'd be able to tell straight away the vibe of that person whether they were a good person not a good person if they had good vibes bad vibes um, from a very very young age I mean probably as little as five or six I used to say things to my mom about her friends and she'd you know she'd just think I'd you know She'd be like, oh, okay. Um, and then things would happen. And things would, you know, happen that would really detect the true nature of that person. And um, it's so funny. My mother has always been really interested in that side to me. And she's always, like, found it so fascinating and asked me questions of, um, yeah, of, of, of what I feel or what I think about that. And it's really funny because I, I feel like I get it from my mother. Um, but maybe she's just lost touch with it. Uh, a lot of my memories being younger as of her, you know, engaging in these kind of um, ways of... I remember her doing yoga, meditation, different rituals and things like that. Um, but anyways... So yeah, so <clears throat> so I um yeah, so so that carried on and it carried on also in person and eventually after around a few months, maybe more actually 6 months or so, um I started to get really unwell and unwell in a way that was not familiar to me, as in it wasn't old kind of ailments coming up, you know, th illnesses that I was used to, you know, like your regular kind of colds or flus. It was almost just an overall low energy, slightly down, heavy, joints were aching, which I've never had, um, tiredness, 
wrists would hurt almost like my joints would almost start to kick in with pain anytime I started to see a client which is really strange um, my knees like my body just felt unwell it felt like there was almost like this it had just been overtaken with a bit of like a poison or just something that was just not feeling good and I, I felt like that for quite a few months and I was going to say randomly, but nothing ever happens randomly. It's the divine synchronicity of this lovely lady who messaged me on Instagram saying that she was coming to London and seeing a shaman and she was friends with my sister and knows my sister and um, they had one appointment free and if I'd be interested in seeing him and he lives between the Amazon and London and I thought, great. Um, so he's from South America, he's a shaman in, based in London and in the Amazon, so he's here kind of trying to teach and spread awareness um, on natural healing and shamanic healing. So I thought, great, this is amazing. Yes, I need to see someone. And I went along and I saw him. So usually before when I've been exposed to people's energies, it's just that I feel down or I feel sad or I might feel depressed if someone's energy is quite low and I just kind of sit with it and I'd have my shower and just feel quite, you know, down for a few days, etc. But at this time I was physically unwell. So I went to go see him, we sat together, um, he speaks just about enough English to understand and I told him a few of my symptoms, uh, I told him that I had hypothyroidism and that maybe it was, could it have been connected to that and, um, and my joints and all of that kind of stuff and I didn't tell him anything about what I do and we sat together and I sat directly opposite him, we were in a hotel room and he kept kind of looking around me. So he was obviously seeing energies and spirits around me. And he'd be blowing. And, I don't, you know, if you've had shamanic healing, you probably would be aware of this. But they, um, so, yeah, so, so he was seeing, you know, all these things around me. And I'm talking and I'm telling him a little bit about my symptoms and he then started to kind of grab his throat and he was like coughing a little bit and he said something in my throat and I said yeah I have hypothyroidism he said okay uh, and he was it was kind of like choking and coughing a little bit which is really funny because he's not the first healer that has done that um, with me so so he was kind of focusing around the throat area and I've had a lot of blockages in my throat, which is why I truly believe that the metaphysical translation of that on my physical body is hypothyroidism and a blocked throat chakra due to me never expressing myself as a child. Uh, I was always so much in fear and held everything in and didn't speak how I felt. I didn't, I just, I just rarely communicated. I held it all in. So it was so interesting and um, he carried on throughout the rest of my body. He was like feeling his shoulder and he was basically then picking up all my energies. And I thought, wow, so it does happen like this, you know, like it really does. When you're around someone, you you really can start to physically feel their ailments, their illnesses. 
And he said, oh, you know, your your left shoulder. I said, yes, it, like it's been injured for the last two days just from exercise. And and uh, so he was kind of clearing that from himself. And then he went down to my knees and I said, yeah, my joints have been really bad. And then we began the healing session. And um, various things take place. It's chanting, chanting into my my head, my entire body, different burning of herbs and um, a shamanic song is sung, which for me is just so beautiful. I cry, the vibration of their throat, the um, ikara that is sung, which is the medicine song so beautiful and then he sat down and I opened my eyes I was sitting we were both sitting down and um he looked at me and he said uh well first of all he said who's done this to you and I just thought gosh what and he was like you really need to protect yourself um <clears throat> whatever it is there's a lot of energy around you uh kind of like psychic attacks of um, people putting out, you know, st stuff towards you and whether it's gel through jealousy or... And I just thought, wow, okay. And he said, but most of all, he's like, you have... And I didn't tell him anything about my work. Uh, you have a gift to work with energy, <clears throat> but uh, you, you still really need to work on yourself first. And I was like, okay, here we go. And he was like, you have a real gift for it. But at the moment, your own energy and spirit isn't strong. So you're traveling through seven dimensions. And at each dimension, spirits are, you're basically like food to the spirits. So they're like latching onto you. All energies <clears throat> and all spirits are latching onto you. And it's draining you and it's making you unwell. <clears throat> and so you really need to stop for a while, uh, build on your own energy, work on healing yourself first, because that's how you build on your energy. You need to heal you first so that your energy is strong because right now it's weak and you're traveling through and these spirits are latching onto you and energy is basically being sucked out of you. And, um, if you work with vibrational medicine or energy, or you believe in energy, uh, it is really sad and I'm, you know, it's, it makes so much sense that all physical ailments develop first by an energetic or emotional imbalance and emotions are simply energy in motion. Um, so I just thought, wow, okay, it's, it's basically, it's gotten to a point where it's translating itself to physical ailments. And if I don't stop now and if I don't heal myself, it, I will maybe get worse with a chronic condition. Um, so we did a whole healing session together. We spoke about that a lot more. Really, he really made me recognize the seriousness of energy medicine and how it's not to toy around with. And he said, you have a gift there to work with it and you can work with it, but you need to take care of yourself first. You need to heal you first and you need to take care of it and you need to do it all with love and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, otherwise don't get into it and find another find another route of work if you don't want to get in he's like it's a very serious thing and it does mean dealing with 
all kinds of dimensions and spirits and energies and here's I guess but if you practice it with love then that's great and if you work on loving you first healing you first so that you put the love the energy of love in you will be protected your energy will be strong <clears throat> so um he said yeah so so I was like okay well I do really want to work in this because I do feel like this is my purpose but I ended up taking four months off of Reiki and in that time I learned so much I I did go through a lot of healing myself um I uh was really treating myself to different healing modalities. I'd be doing yoga, eating well, building my energy therapy, so also dealing with the the grief and um I did the bridge retreat earlier this year, which is an insanely incredible emotional healing retreat, so that's really deep healing. Um and that allows for the love to come in. It really I I feel how much it really has been helping with just my general uh well-being moods thoughts how i feel and the relationship with myself relationship to others um so in that sense yes like it's been an amazing experience trying to integrate all of that but i feel now how my energy is building through that um doing so many different things to really nurture and heal and sometimes that's not always pretty it's going in deep and it's really uncovering the the nasty stuff that the pain the hurt the anxiety comes back you know all these emotions and it's it's deep work and i realized that i was due that um i'd been through it many years ago and it was kind of like my time for round 2 and i haven't engaged ever in um sit more serious plant medicines uh such as ayahuasca but uh i know a lot about the plant and plant medicines and i think they're fascinating and in- incredible tools and it's the same you know it takes you through the really kind of the stuff you need to see it's not always pretty it's it it's, it's not just lighting some sage and burning it out or you know having a meditation sometimes it really involves getting in deep so so yeah so so i really put that at the forefront of my intention and um and have recently been coming back to reiki and whilst i was healing myself i learned so much so i went to go see a friend who is clairvoyant and she gave me an amazing book called psychic protection i can't remember who the author is by but it's called psychic protection i spoke to many people um and then i learned loads of different modalities of protection a lot of which i'd known but it was about remembering again and then implementing them actually implementing them daily and i utilize them a lot actually during the bridge because i i am very sensitive and i am have always been and donna who is the co-founder of the bridge and runs um the bridge retreat uh she's been my therapist since i started therapy <laughs> she's an amazing woman you can find their stuff at the i think it's the bridgeretreat.com um they're based in somerset anyways really really recommend but this woman has changed my life um 
she's just phenomenal and she's very aware of how sensitive and uh how sensitive I am to energy so you know she she even told me beforehand bring your crystals bring your protection so I did and all my little things crystals agua de florida and all the things I'm going to get into now to help cleanse and protect so I started to implement those tools and that's exactly what I was talking about in the uh Instagram story so I went straight into into what those tools are whereas here I'm telling you the story of what happened so thank you if you're still with me I just thought it would be interesting if anybody can relate to something similar as I've had quite a lot of messages come through of how some of you are practitioners or masseuses um, or just sensitive and you feel drained around people. <clears throat> so one of the first things I I now always do when I'm working with people, but especially Reiki as it's energy work, um, is it's all kind of energy work, isn't it? When we're, when we're with people, we're already exchanging energy, but Reiki is very hands-on. So we really absorb through the hands and we release electrons through our hands, which is our own energy. And, but, so it's great to do this at any time, but what I really make sure to do before Reiki is sage. So sage is a herb that is used in Native American rituals for cleansing the, our auric fields, so cleansing, cleansing the energy of a space, really helping to release any unwanted energies out of the window so you open up the windows um, open any doors and you literally take a sage stick and um, so it's dry I use dry white Californian stage it comes in a bundle so they're known as smudge sticks and burn it take it round to every corner of the room moving clockwise opening out the wind opening up the windows opening up the doors and say with the intention put in the prayer call in the spirit of sage to cleanse and protect the space, to release any unwanted uh, energies, any negative energies uh, from the space and only allow in what is love and light and that you're cleansing any old stuff, getting rid of any old stuff and just visualizing the smoke carrying that energy out through the windows, out through the doors and maybe even putting in the intention that it's transmuting any unwanted negative energies into something positive, into love. And then uh, I would take that round the entire space and then I'd do myself. So I'd take the smoke round myself, round my head, my heart, my arms, my legs, my abdomen, my entire body and put in the same intentions, clearing any unwanted energies, clearing any any negative negativity. And, and then you can usually, it's usually done with a burning in an abalone shell so it catches any ash and then you would discard of the ash back into the earth and um, as the ash carries also the unwanted stuff so we put it back into the earth for it to be recycled and uh, and then yeah, then the space would be ready to see clients in um, or you know, if it's your home and it's just you want to clear the energy, then you can do that also. If it's uh, yourself and you've had a rough day and you feel like you've picked up on things, you can sage yourself. So really it goes anytime you feel like you need to cleanse the energy of a space. And scientifically, sage also changes the ionic structure of the air 
from ne uh, positive ions to negative ions. And there's so much I want to get into this with you guys. Um, so I'm going to leave that for another episode. But negative ions have a po hugely positive impact on our overall well-being. We get negative ions from sage smoke, um, from crashing water. So waves, waterfalls, which is now I understand why I love waterfalls so much. Um, I feel... I feel like a different human with them. They get me very emotional and I feel very connected to them and very recharged and rehealed around waterfalls. So yeah, neg negative um, ions are released through the impact of kind of water falling and things like sage smoke, um, Himalayan salt. So that's why salt lamps are really great. And negative ions are really great for our well-being. They instantly uplift our mood, make us feel calm. Um, they're really good. <clears throat> for our actual physical health um, so our body is largely made up of positive ions and we need negative ions to be balanced so in the atmosphere through things like wi-fi electromagnetic waves um, of all sorts from tvs television electronics lights can be very disruptive and put a lot of positive ions into the atmosphere so uh, sage smoke is one way of doing that nature is naturally full of negative ions so spending more time in nature um, and then crystals there's a, um, a, a crystal which is placed in it's it's crystals in resin with metals and it's called organite and that is really good at transmuting any pos uh, negative energy into positive and really good for releasing negative ions into the atmosphere. Um, again, you can Google that and I'll do, I'll do a separate episode on all, all of this stuff. But so saging space is really useful. And then I would literally do Agua de Florida, which is a Peruvian spirit you can find on Amazon. Um, you want to look for Landman and Murray. That's who it's by. And literally just put a bit of the liquid in between the palms of my hands, rub my hands together, take it over my entire body, either physically or just um, around my aura. So either physically brush the body off, so brush the arms, brush the legs around my head. Um, and I go to Florida again, it's used in shamanic ceremonies and it's a great cleanser. Uh, so we can do that before and after we've been exposed to people or energies. And then visualization, meditation. So really visualizing a white light. So I take a moment to sit after I've saged and done Agua de Florida. And I start to visualize this white protective light that surrounds my entire being. And this is a really well-known way of protection. And I also like to visualize that the that this white light is allowing love and light to enter. So it's not a total block, but it's allowing love and light to enter, but it deflects any negativity and any unwanted energy or any energy that is not mine away. Unless it is of love and light, then it is allowed in. And I sit there and I visualize that beforehand. And it's so helpful. Sometimes I call on angels for extra support, for extra protection. Um, I started wearing my evil eye necklace, which is um, I was given when I was born, and it's a talisman necklace that uh, it's made from turquoise, which again is very protective over negative energies and unwanted energies and psychic attacks. And uh, you see them a lot in Turkey and in the Middle East. So um, I wear that around my neck. And then I put in crystals, so protective crystals. I now never do any energy work without my crystals. 
And it's so important that we cleanse, charge and program our crystals. And I'll talk a little bit about that now. But three crystals that are great for protection, um, as well as turquoise, is black onyx, black tourmaline and hematite. They're all super grounding. So really good, earthy, um, really good for things like anxiety and feeling a bit lost and very much in the head. Uh, it really helps to draw the energy down towards the earth. Uh, really good for the root chakra, the, the chakra that's at the base of the spine, that's involved in our sense of security in the world, um, of basic survival needs such as food, shelter, so basic safety, uh, groundedness, our sexuality, um, sexuality is a little bit more in the sacral chakra, chakra above, but it's, it's, uh, the chakra that really kind of makes us feel safe in the world. And so, um, those three crystals are really good for that. They're also really good for protection. So protecting against any unwanted energies and any, any psychic attacks. Psychic attacks are simply people that may have conscious or subconscious ill wishes towards you. So it might be conscious or subconscious jealousy, um, you know, that sometimes people can't help, it comes up for them and it puts that energy out, um, stuff like that. Or sometimes purposeful, very conscious ill wishes. Um, you know, if we're not kind of strong in our energy and we're not protected and we don't have our boundaries and we're not calling in our angels, um, it can affect us. I'm a very big believer that also... Um, if we allow it to affect us by beliefs that it will affect us, it also affects us. So thoughts is a very big thing. Um, <clears throat> and that's something I, I got taught from my grandmother, who's quite religious. And <clears throat> she always said to me, um, it can only, like bad and evil spirits can only harm you if you believe in them, if you allow them to. Our thoughts are so strong. So um, I also massively put that into consideration as well. So affirmations, um, and what am I missing here? Sage, Agua de Florida, uh, crystals, evil eye, Palo Santo, it's a holy word from South America. And again, I burn that more. So I usually burn sage for cleansing and then I burn Palo Santo for protection. So I will burn Palo Santo, and it's such a beautiful smell, um, to call in for more protection. Calling in the angels, if you work with angels. Um, I always feel like I've had two angels with me, and I sometimes call them in whilst I'm doing the treatment, just for further love, protection, guidance. Um, I, I call in my angels a lot in my life, actually. And again, I'll do another episode on that if you're interested, but it's really a beautiful thing to work with angels and angel energy. Um, and those are the main things. So so then after a treatment, I would again usually sage the space, sometimes sage myself again, and then running hands under cold water. This is something that I learned recently from Sarah Powers, who uh, is an amazing yin yoga teacher, wisdom teacher, um, follows a lot of uh, uh, wisdom teachings from Buddhism, Taoism, and then um, teaches her own, and she's she's incredible. So 
it's so interesting to to learn and understand this, but it's been shown recently in science that we uh, emit a light through our hands that is um, documented as electrons. And so we are we, we have electrons in the body, but it is shown through specific scientific instruments that when we are ill or unwell or are shown with cancer patients, these electrons are um, leaking out so to say, through the fingertips more so than they are on a healthy person. And in Eastern medicine, that would probably be known as chi, ki, prana, life force energy, um, leaving the body, leaving the body, that the, the, the energy that animates all living beings. This is the energy that gives us life. And every kind of, all of, so much of Eastern practice is about cultivating chi, cultivating that energy and moving that energy around the body so that it's flowing freely and giving us health and life and vitality. So whether it's yoga or acupuncture, um, tai chi, qigong, all of these arts, all of these Eastern practices work around energy. They work around cultivating energy and allowing energy to flow freely throughout the body. And they believe that when, um, you know, we become unwell through eating poor foods, through surrounding ourselves through, you know, um, low vibrational things, you know, gossip, jealousy, anger, all these things deplete our chi, bad foods, um, toxic environments, all of these things deplete our, our life force energy and that is how we get unwell. So a lot of their practices, you know, the foods that they eat, the standing barefoot in the earth is a really beautiful way that we can cultivate energy from the earth's at from the earth's electromagnetic field. Um thunder, you know, is full of electrons and then that thunder goes into the earth. So when you see a thunderstorm, really nice to go straight out into the earth the next day and just stand there barefoot to get a super recharge um we cultivate chi or life force energy through mindful breathing so practicing mindful breathing and visualizing the white light the chi kind of coming in through the crown of the head filling the entire body um there are some breathwork practitioners out there who do this it's very big in the practice of buddhism and taoism mindful breath mindful breathing and meditation so, so many practices to cultivate chi, and we also get that from our water. So, when we do have lightning or thunderstorms, electrical storms, um, the earth is full of electrons, and then the water from the earth obviously carries those electrons. They're a conductor of electricity, and then we get that water through our taps. So, a really nice, simple way straight after treatment is to just run your hands under cold running water. And that's how we can feed ourselves back with 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 electrons. Also, I like to sometimes have not sometimes always actually at the end of a workday have a cleansing shower. Showers are so great in cleansing of energies, and I literally visualize that the shower, the water is cleansing out any energy, any unwanted energy, and I visualize it coming down with the water through my body and out through the drain, down through the drain. Uh, salt baths really cleansing and really grounding. So dead sea salts sea salts um sitting in a bath of sea salts if you live by the sea go and dip in it's greatly cleansing um really good soak that in at the end of a work day really good for cleansing energy and then um sometimes after that i'll just hold on to some hematite or i'll be wearing my hematite 
um, bracelet or necklace and I'll just sit with that to ground and really protect at the end of a day. Um, so that's another really great way. Uh, another thing that I learned actually from Donna at the bridge is uh, protecting yourself, but putting a blanket around you. So if you're quite sensitive or empathetic and you're sitting around people, getting something around you to just kind of protect your auric field a little bit, um, like a blanket or something can be really helpful. So, you know, so if you're sitting in a space full of people, you might just want to wrap something around you. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and, and I truly believe the more that we do work on ourselves, exactly as the shaman that I saw said, and I have experience of this when I was younger, actually, what, what really helped to build my strength from being so sensitive and empathetic was, um, really working on myself. It was like, I almost was getting visions of this kind of core energy within me was so strong, solidly from, you know, from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet running so strongly through the core of me that I just felt like anything that did come in was just naturally deflected away. Um, so really the more healing work we do do on ourselves, the more we can clear stuff to then cultivate and, fr and, and allow life force energy to flow freely through us. Um, gaining on strength, eating foods, good healthy living foods, a lot of vegetables, whole grains, fruits, um, really high in, in life force energy. So yeah, these are all um, little tips and tricks to protection and cleansing. Um, quickly, because I said that I would share it with you, I'll go through with you and, and I can go through this in a lot more detail in a different episode. But the uh, rituals for crystal cleansing. So with your crystals, you want to run them to cleanse them because the crystals are very absorbent. So they're really good at absorbing any of the ener unwanted energies, any negative energies. But then it's important that we cleanse them. So if we're working with crystals, if we're wearing crystals, uh, it's good once in a while, whenever you feel it, like when you feel like, OK, maybe it's time to work with your intuition. It's really great to have a select few crystals and work with them so you get to kind of develop a relationship with your crystals. Um, Nikola Tesla, physicist in the um, early times, you know, used to say crystals were living beings. When crystals are put under pressure, they form an energy and that's known as that that um, that's known as the piezoelectric effect. And uh, purely because of that, he realized that crystals are in fact very much living beings. So it's nice to work with a small collection. I know crystals are so beautiful. It's so easy for the human mind to go, oh, I want so many of them. And it's just, you know, pretty and we get, but it, we, it's really beautiful to work with a select few and really develop the relationship. Crystals are like friends. You really get to know them better. You, you feel them. It's your intuition. Again, you're working with energy. If you're sensitive to energy, you'll feel the energy of these crystals. And um, so you'll know when, when just t try and, you know, work with whenever feels right for you and just run the crystal under running water. Not all crystals can go under running water. They come under different hardness. But there's a hardness scale, um, the, which is known as the MOSS scale, M-O-H-S. And um, they determine the hardness of a crystal and some crystals aren't that hard. So selenite, for instance, you can't put underwater, it will disintegrate. But selenite is also self-cleansing and helps to cleanse other crystals. So if you do have a big selenite um, pillar 
or selenite wand you can put your crystals on that and it will cleanse your crystals otherwise you can put your crystals under running water um, or in the sea or in a bowl of salt water otherwise you can also sage them so if you're unsure if they're hard enough you can sage them with smoke, run them through a flame of a candle that also cleanses them. Then we can charge them in either moonlight or in the sunlight. And uh, to program them, we simply uh, hold them in our dominant hand. So in the hand that we write with, that's our hand for giving. And we put the intention in of what we want that crystal to do. So we work with the vibrational um, frequency of that crystal. So each crystal has their own frequency that is specific to healing specific emotional physical mental ailments and you can find that in things like the crystal bible crystal bible it will tell you more information about each crystal but we work with that so i know for instance hematite is for grounding it's for the root chakra but i'll put my intention in that i specifically want to be using this crystal to protect me to protect through my work and reiki protect through energy work and that's how we simply program it we put our intention to into it and intention is simply a thought it's a vibration everything in life is a vibration um again that is delving into the world of metaphysics and science and we can go heavily into that for hours which i would love to again in a different episode um and uh yeah so that is pretty much everything on protection and cleansing if you guys have any questions or if i've missed anything out let me know email me chat to me connect with me lifespacehealing.com uh, reach out to me on there find me on instagram through there um would love to hear back from you guys would love 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 to hear back from any clairvoyance um anyone that has experience with psychic uh abilities uh would love to chat to you a little bit more um i definitely feel like i need to connect uh, with people that understand that as I'd love to understand a little bit more I'm kind of just learning off experience and it's always very reassuring to kind of hear someone else talk about their experience with it um, so please do reach out and uh, yeah I hope you all have a lovely day and remember nothing can get to you unless you let it that is the number one so all of these things are really helpful, uh, but stay strong in the mind and know that we are our own biggest protectors just through what we tell ourselves. Um, so yeah, I'm going to leave you with my favourite song of the day and have a lovely, lovely day. <laughs>